when you get there to think, do I belong here? What am I doing here? More now. Totally out of my own view. But you quickly learn that when you start to have conversations with people, that you've got something in common. I wanted to make sure we're still in here, so all the trails. I like the idea of taking that first I have this idea that the kids these days need to do X, you know, or this uh, one kid in my class can't do Z, and I'm going to make a whole course to make sure it's easy. Uh, whether you're taking an autism Welcome to EdTrex Rewind. Oh. Alright, so we're here with Aaron. Hi. And we're going to do a little informal podcast about the UN SDGs, which are the UN Sustainable Goals. So I'm going to hand that to you guys, because I'm just barely starting out with those. I'm going to use those next year's as my framework for, for Genius Hour for 20% time. Um, but you guys are obviously the experts, so I'll, I'll pass it over here and you guys can get started. Well, first, introduce yourself. Tell us a little bit about you and who you are and those sorts of things. Awesome. Well, my name is Erin Dowd. Uh, I wear many hats, but in terms of the SDGs or the Sustainable Development Goals, um, I'm involved in a fabulous group called Teach SDGs, um, and Fran can talk a little more about that because she's involved too. Um, but we uh, really work hard to get the SDGs into classrooms around the world and make teachers more aware about the amazing opportunities to bring these goals into the classroom and get students involved in authentic, meaningful learning every day, connecting to what's really going on in the world. And just the uh, same thing. Um with Teach SDGs, my name is Fran Syracusa, and I am one of the co-founders. And we just started about um, a year and a half ago, and just really connecting with other educators around the world to collectively push for all peoples to learn about the Sustainable Development Goals and help meet them by 2030. But it started with a small group just reaching out to more and more and um, collectively we work to just promote how any classroom anywhere can use the global goals as a global lens through which to put all their curriculum. Um, if you are not familiar with them, they're usually in a grid um, that are very colorful and there are 17 goals and they include like um, global goal number one, which is no poverty, global goal number six, which is clean water and sanitation, global goal number five, which is gender equality, number 10, reduced inequalities, number 13, yes, and one of my favorites, uh, definitely global goal number four, quality education. And the basis of that is just that Every child in the world have access to quality education, and that actually is really, really close to our hearts as well as um, because we are teachers. Um, so if you would like more information, um, you can go to our website, which is called teachsdgs.org, and we encourage everyone to go and take the pledge. And when you take the pledge, you're just signing a form, and it's just basically saying, I promise to incorporate the global goals somehow in my classroom sometime this year. And we have over 1,800 teachers internationally um, that have signed um, the pledge as of probably a couple weeks ago. And then the other thing is we have something called Teach SDGs Ambassadors. And I have one right here that I'm about to introduce you to. And she's also our global projects uh, committee lead. But we have about 100 ambassadors all over the world that do things um, in their classrooms or in their communities that are directly related back 
to the global goals, and they are all there to advocate for the goals, but to advocate um, specifically with teachers. Any teacher can reach out to them on Twitter. We're all listed by our Twitter handle, and they are more than happy to help um, share their ideas, model, provide advice. And we've got so many awesome countries represented. We've got a great group from Nigeria. We've got Luxembourg. We've got Argentina. We've um, we've got everywhere. I mean, you have to look at the list. It's it's amazing. So um, little by little, I think uh, we are helping. Um, but let me uh, send you over here to Connie Rensink. Hi, it's Connie Rensink, and I got involved with Teach SDG specifically because I am really interested in what projects can do to not only bring awareness, but actually take actions toward the global goals. And students need to realize that they can take actions in their own communities. Um, I think that's the most powerful piece of this, is the global goals aren't something for just developing countries, it's for every country. And I think teachers, um, really empower students when they allow them to look at the choose the goal that they want to work on and look at what are the issues in my local community that actually tie to that global goal and it lets them understand that they can make a difference now they don't they don't have to wait for the future to be a future leader their leaders now and it's amazing to watch students especially educate their parents about the global goals um, we found out that there are less than 30% of people in the U.S. who even know what the Sustainable Development Goals are. So it's really vital that we work on that that way. Um, I'm a global ed consultant and I work with World Savvy Sum and we help in a design-based thinking project. So the kids look at the global goals, choose that that role in their community, but then they meet with stakeholders in the community. It's not just, here's what I think the problem is and here's the solution. We are actually looking with viable stakeholders on how they, what, what they really need, and then getting that feedback as they design those solutions and presenting those out, and some of those get implemented even within the communities, and that's a very powerful um, experience, both for teachers and for students. Yeah, go ahead, please. Um, just while Connie was talking, um, if you're looking for resources, of course, you can go to our website and we point to other resources, but I think between the four of us, we can also direct you so, to some great places to start. Um, one of my personal all-time favorites is the World's Largest Lesson. If you just Google World's Largest Lesson, they have different campaigns there, but they even have the grid where you can go ahead and click on any particular goal, and when you click on it, it opens up resources. The resources are free lesson plans, templates, comics, videos, um, action items, everything that you uh, could possibly need to get started. Um, there's also on Microsoft, um, there are some, if you go to the Microsoft education community, you can find some other resources to get started. Um, and we also know of a couple, maybe Aaron can talk to a couple other ones, but I just wanted to definitely mention those two first. Yeah, uh, that's, that's the cool thing about the SDGs now is that uh, different companies and different organizations are starting to really understand the value of bringing the SDGs into not only, you know, education or into classrooms, but into their work as, as companies and, and what they're doing um, as an organization. Um, so I have the, the honor of working with a couple of different companies that have really embraced the SDGs to create resources for teachers and also embrace those ideals in, in how they operate as a company. So the first one is called Participate. 
And Participate is doing some really cool things to help teachers organize resources to create their own collections, but they also have created collections that teachers can use that are around uh, individual goals, but then also around um, the goals as a whole. They're also um, in the works of designing some or creating some videos about the goals to bring into classrooms to raise awareness and get students and teachers talking about, you know, what is what is goal four really actually mean? You know, it really goes beyond just getting kids to school. Like, what does quality education entail? What does that look like in our country? What does that look like in other places? Um, so starting those conversations, I think, is really important. Uh, the second uh, company that I've been really excited about lately is called Beluga. And Beluga is creating all sorts, well actually every single thing that they create is aligned with the SDGs. So any course for students, anything they add to their, their platform is all aligned with the SDGs. And so they do lots of things. They um, have a platform to connect classrooms um, through video conferencing and also chatting and through questioning. Um, they also have curriculum that teachers can use in the classrooms. It's all online. Um, they have social impact campaigns where students are engaging with the platform and earning points toward um, helping students around the world gain access to resources that they otherwise wouldn't have access to. And then there's a whole teacher side too. So there's teacher professional development and an online community where teachers can um, engage with each other and talk to each other. So I'm, I'm super pumped that that there's, there's starting to become more and more resources, and that's a wonderful thing that Teach SDGs is doing, is really starting to curate these resources and bring them together so people can find them easily, because there's a lot of stuff out there, but right now it's really hard to find it. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to seeing in the coming months how those things start to come together. I'm really excited about the different resources that you're hearing about. I also want to reiterate that while there are 17 goals and you take a look and it can feel a little bit overwhelming, that it's a really great place for a teacher to start is to look at what they're passionate about. So for example, um, goal 13, which is climate action, is one where it's easy to tie that into curriculum. When you're doing, I was an elementary school teacher and you taught reduce, reuse, recycle, but it's a really easy way to tie that in with that global goal and then take a look at how that's happening in other communities around the world, which adds that global lens to your classroom and helps your students be much more aware of the global scene, which is something that we're trying to do and then the next piece that I would say to you is in the fall, check back with Teach SDGs because we're going to be launching a platform where if you're interested in doing a project with someone somewhere else other than your community, and that may be within the U.S. or that may be somewhere on the other side of the world, you'll be able to tie in with people doing projects on common themes. Yeah, you guys just uh, are, I, I'm learning as I'm listening to you guys, so I'm very impressed. I think it would be remiss if we didn't take a second. We, you're, you're, Fran, you're wearing an ISTE hat right now, so all I'm seeing is the ISTE logo right in front of my face. We're at a tech conference. You've hinted at this, but I want to hit it head on. What is the role of technology in global education? Um, and how does it affect teachers? How does it affect students? Is it a positive relationship? Or is it always a positive relationship? Does it sometimes get negative? What kind of are the repercussions of that? That's a lot of questions. Choose whatever you want to um, I think there's huge opportunity with technology. Um, connection is the first word that comes to mind when I think about the, the opportunity for, for technology in, in global education. I think we have to be really mindful, though, about how we use technology and that, um, you know, it's not just about, like, 
oh, I'm going to I'm going to Skype in with with one class every day and, you know, just do it haphazardly. I think we need to really be focused on how technology can be used for meaningful connections, longer term connections, sustainable connections, and also uh, equity in collaboration. So we have to really be looking at, um, it's not about fixing the problems in other places, it's about how we come together as a global community to work together to find solutions to these, to these problems and to these challenges that we have globally. Um, and I think that's, that to me is the biggest issue that comes along with as we connect with people around the world, we have to keep that, that word equity in mind. Um, and while the opportunities are incredible and I think we should be connecting as much as possible and using these, these platforms, um, we still have to keep that, that equity in the back of our mind because it, there, there's a danger in a sense in in trying to fix for others, it, it creates a, a really not a good not a good balance of, of things. So I'll pass it along now. <laughs> if I can just add to that, and I've been reminded of this lesson recently, um, when working with students and teachers in other classrooms around the world, we need to remember not to assume. And I think our assumptions, and maybe it's because I'm an American in the United States and I assume something, um, we've, the beautiful part of the relationship when you do have um, a connection with someone and you know, it should be about the connection itself and that you're sharing and learning from each other. So whoever the opposite classroom is really has a lot to learn about the partner. So always just take it from that um, aspect that you're learning about each other and you're forming a relationship first. And definitely do not assume. And I guess we're all here um, we're international travelers, and you know we just kind of have to think about that because some things, um, yes, the sustainable development goals are about fixing things, but within like the classrooms, it's not about fixing things. It's about starting at the basics and just you know opening your eyes to different perspectives and then working collaboratively. So, and speaking of the different perspectives, um, I all. There are good, good and bad to technology. That's very true. And the great opportunities that I think is the opportunities to connect in real time, but also to connect asynchronously when you have different time zones, to be able to do recordings and talk to people across the world about different issues. But I also think this is a giant opportunity for teachers to teach global citizenship because digital citizenship is just a, a, a piece of that. And that I think that we need to make sure that we're talking about empathy and that we are not talking about sympathy, referring back to what Aaron said, um, and that we really do spend that time with kids on the forefront before we jump into those conversations. Um, and, and speaking to what you just said too, Fran, is that you're letting them know that we're not here to save them or to fix them, um, but that we're there to partner with them and to learn from them equally. Awesome. Oh, please, yeah, go ahead, yeah. But while the students are working on relationships and everything, um, one thing that I've really seen through technology is, um, you know, we look at the obvious, the, the connections over, you know, platforms, but there's also creativity pieces. So a classroom, and this part could be 
you know, doing it on their own and they can always share, but you kind of think about what kinds of uh, tech tools are out there to be creative and to maybe pr investigate and present on your findings. So um, I have a couple in my head that I always think about. One of my absolute favorites is Buncee, which is a creativity and presentation tool. Um, my students have used Adobe Spark before um, to create pages which look like a website that kind of um, showcases their work. Um, uh, do you guys have a couple to, I, I have so many in my head that now I'm, <laughs> I'm blanking a little. Canva is wonderful too to create beautiful infographics because it has all these design materials in there. Um, Yes, that's what I was thinking. Yes, Google is awesome. And then um, usually it seems like almost uh, that Google is such a platform that everybody has. So the creation of a Google Doc and then being able to um, add to the doc together, um, that seems to be very successful in what we've seen. Um, and then other options, um, we're starting to see like... Um, using something simple like WhatsApp or like a Voxer or something where you can, you know, communicate and you can leave messages to each other and you can listen to it. Um, Flipgrid, like Flipgrid, yeah. yeah. Flipgrid's another awesome one. If you actually want to learn more about what other teachers are doing to spread the global goals, if you just Google Sir Ken Robinson Flipgrid and global goals, it will bring you up to the Flipgrid there, and um, you can see um, a lot of uh, different teachers that have commented and how they're incorporating the goals, and hopefully that will give you some ideas. And always follow um, our hashtag, which is TeachSDGs. Um, I'm going to hand it back to Matthew. Um. And along with that, follow the Global Ed hashtag, follow the Global Ed chat on Thursday nights. Um, the, I want to go with some, back to something you said, Fran, just really quickly, um, and it kind of will tie up everything. You said that, I'm summarizing here, the idea of having being a global educator is having an individual relationship, and you have to honor that individual relationship. And I think you guys might agree with me on this, so we'll, we'll see in a second. I feel like, especially in the global community, there's a lot of people here that are just here to support. There's a lot of friendliness here. Um, what advice would you give to new teachers that want to join Global Ed, uh, teach the SDGs, other than here's the resources, but who could you read at, reach out to specifically, those sorts of things? Yeah, so there's a lot of ways. that The, the wonderful thing, I found a family, personally, in, in the Global Ed community. Um, Everybody's really welcoming, and, and we always want more people to join us. We can never have enough people. Um, the Teach SDGs community is awesome. If, you know, Fran's mentioned the website a couple times, uh, talking to us on Twitter, um, you can reach out to me or, or Fran or any of the ambassadors directly. We'd be happy to talk to you. Um, also, in terms of ISTE, the, the Global Collaboration PLN is um, a wonderful group of people. We've got, I want to say, like 2,000 members in the PLN all over the world. Um, so we're a really great network to start with. Um, but the best advice, I think, is to just pick somebody, reach out, and more often than not, that one person will be able to connect you to so many more people <laughs> that you never would have thought you'd be able to connect with. Um, it just starts with one and then, and then grows from there. Exactly. So hashtag teach SDGs, hashtag, hashtag. ISTE Global PLN, um, Thursday nights, 
hashtag global ed chat. Um, there's also CBL chat, um, which stands for connections based learning chat. Um, and just, you know, get a hold of us. And we can also, there's, there's so many other resources that we can recommend to you like books and, uh, podcasts and videos and there's just so much. So. And along that route, how can they get in contact? What's your, what's your Twitter handle? I'm Fran Syracusa, and my um, Twitter handle is Profe EdTech. So P R O F E EdTech. All right, and this is Aaron Dowd again, and my handle is E E Dowd D O W D twenty seven. And uh, you can also reach me at Global Journey J R N E Y. Yes, and I also have journey.org, same spelling, J-R-N-E-Y. And also, that's another opportunity to get involved in the global community. Um, it's a space for sharing stories from teachers from around the world. So you can find out some things that, are pe that people are doing, get connected with us that way. So thank you so much, Matthew. Yeah, thank you so much for being on the podcast. You guys are awesome. Really appreciate it. We'll talk to you soon. All right.